we've got some Eagles talk coming at you right now. And of course, we know scored a game yesterday, 19, I'm sorry, 17 to 9. They didn't score a touchdown until late in the game. And of course, Carson Wentz has become the scapegoat, if you will, uh, for the sluggishness or the basically nothing um, impressive with the offense. The defense yesterday played pretty good. Um, as always, the defense always seems to give the defense always seems to give the offense a chance in this game. They always seem to find ways when they need to to either make a stop and get the offense the ball back, then the offense stalls. And a lot of people or the majority of people now are using Carson Wentz as the scapegoat. And don't get me wrong, like I said to one of my friends on Facebook, um, shout out to Jamal Mack for always tuning in when I um, do things. So appreciate your support and listening and tuning in as well, friend. Like I said, uh, everybody's pointing a finger at Carson Wentz and saying Carson. So he's basically become the scapegoat, if you will. I am not putting it all on Carson Wentz. Uh, although, as I said on social media, and you can go find it in the group, Sports Red Radio Show, uh, check the comments and see what I've said. And I'll say it again right here live on Facebook for you. What I said was, I can't put it all on Carson Wentz, but I am not completely taking him out of the water. Uh, yesterday, I did see the game. So yesterday, there were some throws that he should have made. And although the win was what it was, You've been in the league long enough, you know you should be accustomed to playing football in games of this type of weather. You play here in Philadelphia, so it's not the first time that the wind could have played a factor um, in the outcomes of the game or in the progression of the game. But there were a couple throws this week that I saw Carson miss that he should have made um, if he wants to be called or labeled as one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL there were a few in the past couple weeks that I also said that if you want to be considered that elite quarterback, those are throws that you have to make no matter what the conditions are. So, again, I am not completely taking him out of the water, if you will. But I also have to add some people into this potluck, if you will. Doug Peterson is mixed in because he's the head coach. And he usually says that Late in the games or when they get in certain moments, it's the guys upstairs, the offensive coordinator, who are fueling him the plays to fuel in or to funnel into Carson Wentz. I think, excuse me, I think it goes to Mike Groh, the offensive coordinator. Um, I saw a post this morning where one of these Seattle Seahawks uh, defensive players was quoted as saying that they knew what some of the plays were um, when the Eagles lined up and took the field. They called out the plays to their teammates on defense and knew what was coming. You know, this is all goes back for me. This all goes back to what I had said a lot about Andy Reid and being predictable, being sometimes being overly predictable. And yesterday with that quote, with that comment that I saw this morning, if that is so true, then I put this group now might grow into that category of over predictive and if that's a word and i just made it up if it is if it isn't but that's how you can best describe it if 
the defensive team can call out your play just by what you're lining up and they know exactly what you're doing, some things need to change. Uh, you need to start using the talents of Carson Wentz. Go back to his first year as it started when he was arguably the leading candidate for the MVP of the league. I mean, you did it for Nick Foles when Nick Foles had to step in for Carson Wentz and get us to the Super Bowl and ultimately won that Super Bowl. But what you did in that phase was you adjusted your offense and you made Nick Foles comfortable. You designed plays and you created plays for him against his skill set and made him extremely comfortable. I don't think Carson Wentz is comfortable with uh, the play calling right now. I think it needs to be adjusted. And secondly, we can't put it all on him because you have to look at who he's throwing the ball to. There's no Deshaun Jackson. And we saw what that could have been in the Washington game to open the season. And I kind of fought the medical staff because the medical staff should have had him get surgery sooner. We wouldn't be in this predicament right now. Alshon Jeffrey has had nagging injuries who has missed the last couple games. Jordan Howard, excuse me, has missed a couple games down the stretch. You fill that in by signing or re-signing Jay Ajahi, and you kind of don't want to run the ball. You want to pass the ball to these receivers who are not proven, who have proven to you that they are not proven several weeks in, into this season. We are already now looking at pursuing into week 13. And luckily for the Eagles, they have a favorable remaining schedule, but shouldn't have come to this considering what you did in the offseason, how your team looked on paper in the offseason. Shouldn't have come to this. This is, you know, something that is a shocker to a lot of the Eagles fans. And, you know, the Eagles fans, like I always say, always wants the instant gratitude or always want the instant, you know, success. And some things I, I see now, some things have to definitely have to change. For one, again, I'm going to say it. I think it's going to start. It has to start with Mike Grow. I think you need to get an offensive coordinator in here who can see the talent level of what you have and use that to his advantage in creating a style of offense where it will benefit Carson Wentz. And again, getting back to what I was saying about the receivers, you have guys who have proven to you that they are not proven NFL receivers or big-time NFL receivers. Uh, a guy that you called up from the practice squad earlier this week or earlier last week probably or probably had the best game out of the crew of receivers that played yesterday. So that tells you something like you probably should have maybe called this guy up a little bit sooner to see what could have happened. He might have could have turned the page. He might have could have changed the pace. Things could have been looking a little bit differently right than they are right now. Um, it's got to change. I mean, everybody talked about the defense. The defense has gotten healthy. The secondary has gotten healthy. Not the greatest. I also still think that there needs to be an upgrade in the secondary. But time and time again, like I said, they didn't play the greatest. But time and time again, the defense comes and does what they do to give the offense chances, give them opportunities. And it's tough when the offense doesn't execute. It's tough when you don't have your top guys 
Now, you do have Zach Ertz, but again, like we say, what we, like we've seen, teams are going to now double team Zach Ertz and force these other guys to make plays, which they have proven that they are unable to make plays right now. So that's part of the reason why I say Carson Wentz is being used as a scapegoat. Of course, he's the quarterback. But again, like I joke and I say, this is not Bugs Bunny. It's not a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He cannot throw the ball to himself. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. He can't throw the ball to himself. The guys that he's throwing the ball to have to make a concerted effort. That's your job. You get paid to run a route and catch the ball. I understand you haven't played a lot. Blase, blase, yada, yada. You're at practice, though. But again, like I said, you have to catch the ball. Uh, the reason I say it's, I, I don't put it all on Carson Wentz is because I've seen some of the throws that were drops. And a lot of times, do you know that old cliche? The ball touches your hands, you should catch it. But a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but some of the throws that Carson Wentz has made to the guys that were dropped have been pretty good throws. Throws that should have been completions that were not due to the receivers dropping the ball. So, Look at looking at their remaining schedule. They have at Miami next week. They come back home against the New York Giants. Two winnable games there. Uh, then they go to Washington. Another winnable game. They got Dallas sandwiched in there, and then they close the season at the Giants. So I'm looking at. Nine wins at the most. I'm really, really sincerely thinking it's going to boil down to eight and eight, possibly. But I'm hoping that they can get a win against the Cowboys and that next to last game of the season, because that game could possibly be the game for the division. But like I said, when I started this um, Eagles talk, the schedule is, is very, very favorable. Like I said, Teams that they play, the only team that has a winning record in the rest of their next five games is the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys schedule gets tougher as we move along. So who knows? It still might be a chance for them to make a statement or make a say in who wins this division. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take this offense coming together some kind of way uh, I don't know if you have to scrap your original plans and adjust on the fly. Whatever you need to do, you need to do it because the defense, I feel like, is playing their part. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're playing lights out. But if you saw yesterday what I mean, what I say, the defense is doing their part when they need to. They're getting the ball back for the offense. The offense just has to come together. Guys have to step up. Guys have to make catches. Guys have to make plays. And offensive coordinator has to do something. You got to shake things up now. Mathematically, you still have a chance for the division. It is a stretch for the playoffs unless you win the division. And with a favorable schedule, you have to begin to use this talent that you have on the team in the ways that they have been used prior to being in the NFL. J.J. Ortega-White, big, tall receiver. You gotta let Carson throw the ball and lead him to pull him away. Let him go out, go up and get the ball. Use him in the red zone. You gotta throw the ball to Dennis Goddard more. 
Okay, and if you don't have your one and your two receivers, which are right now Nelson Aguilar and uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and I meant said that just those two names, but those are your alleged one and two receivers right now, although they're hurt or injured or whatever. You also have a running back that's injured, Jordan Howard, which should be coming back within these next couple games. But like I said, you re-signed Jay Ajahi. Folks, Mike Grow, Doug Peterson, whoever, Deuce, you got to make your voice heard, man. You've got to run the ball because we all know what happens when you run the ball. It opens up play action. Then you can loosen some things up and maybe these guys can get some separation with the play action with some of these D-backs maybe taking a peek into the backfield if you start a consistent running game, which you have the tools to do. You just don't do it enough. So those are the things that I think could go a long way in helping the Eagles turn this thing around. Like I said, mathematically, there's still a chance for the division. Uh, I'm looking at 8-8 eight and eight is my choice, my call, 9-7 and seven at best. But I'm going to push towards that 8-8. Eight and eight, But I think they would need to get to 9-7 and seven to actually win the division. I think 8-8 eight and eight winning the division would be a stretch. And then they'll probably be one and done in the playoffs. But we'll see what happens. It is your boy. I'm going to take a break. It is now 12.01, one minute past the noontime hour. That is your NFL, your Eagles talk for today. As given to you by Sports Rap D on Sports Rap Radio Show. This is also going on the Sports Rap Podcast. Check it out. I'll give you all that information at the end of the show when I wrap up. I'm going to take a break right now. When I come back, I'm going to get into the NBA. I'm going to talk a little bit of Sixers. I'm going to talk a little bit more about those rule changes and those adjustments that are possibly planned. And I want to talk a little bit about Mr. Carmelo Anthony as well. Stay tuned, folks. You are listening to Sports Rap Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy, D. I will see you on the other side in just a few minutes.